Hey, Restoration Church, we're back again with the second episode of talking about criticism. Uh, next, we'll spend one more maybe on criticism, then we're going to move on to encouragement. Kind of just thinking about the, the power of words mm-hmm. that come from us. And so, Nathan, quick review for the last podcast that we recorded. What what do we tell them? Yeah. You should never criticize anything because everything's perfect. <laughs> yeah, heaven forbid. <laughs> yeah, so basically all we said last time was that the Bible would have us to properly criticize one another. There's There's a place for it. We use the words like admonition and reproof and exhortation and these kinds of things. This is, this needs to happen when we're preaching and down to the, in, down to the level of individual. And right. how is it we go about that? We talked about that. And basically, in essence, we talked about the fact that we need to, quoting Jesus, we need to make sure and get the plank out of our own eye before we remove the speck in somebody else's. And the way in which to do that is basically just be very suspicious of ourselves and our own reads and work those through God, through His Word, through our own brokenness, the world's brokenness, and recognize that Satan would love to bring division. That's right. And so just be careful, really, at the end of the day, and as I said right at the end of the last podcast, just be careful that we're not expressing personal preferences in favor of gospel priorities. We That's should right. want gospel priorities. That's right. And we'll get to, like, there's a place to talk about personal preferences. There is. It's not like yeah, you can only is. talk about gospel priority. That's Never right. talk. No, we can talk about personal preferences. It's just how do we do that yeah, yeah. is going to be the difference. For the purposes, and this is what we mentioned before, yeah. the purposes of building up. That's right. That's what we're aiming at. So we need to sometimes take down, but our goal is to build up. It's yeah. always to build up, not just take down. Yeah. So so today we're going to talk about how to how to give and how to receive our, our criticisms. And, and then just as we think about this, we need, there is a place to give criticism, mm-hmm. uh, both because, one, because things can – some. Somebody can be sinning. We need to criticize. We need to rebuke. We need to correct those types of things. Or maybe it's not sinful. We have the area where it's unwise, right? Mm-hmm. That'd be an area where we'd want to offer in some words. Mm-hmm. But maybe then there's just things that, that need addressing uh, that aren't necessarily sinful or unwise, but maybe yep. could be helped in some way by, by thinking more about it. Yep. And so there's a whole area yep. of... Yeah, we've it. been... we've been. I remember way, way back, somebody asked us, Years ago, like, why don't we do a benediction? <laughs> That's right. Right. So there's no, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess epistles have, but there's not necessarily a command to end services with no, a you, benediction. You can't open up the Bible, see a church service, and say, "Thou shalt end with benediction." Yeah, but this person was expressing the desire for benediction. Joey, you and I talked. We were the only two elders at the time. We're yeah. like, "That's a good request. It's kind of a preference, but it's a good preference. It's a biblical preference. Uh, it's for the purposes of building up." And so now we do benedictions every yeah. week. I, th- I think the same thing about corporate confessions. Yeah. Uh, some folks were reading, uh, "You are, you are what you." Love by James yeah. K. Smith. We've done corporate confession in the past, but we were mm-hmm. thinking about like, wait a minute, there's something beautiful about the church collectively confessing yeah. their sins. Oh yeah, and it's biblical too. Yeah, maybe we should do that a little bit more often. Yes. Or I mean, there's all kinds Gosh, of stuff. There's so, so many things that yeah. you guys have so helpfully and yeah. winsomely and humbly done the stuff we've talked yeah. about yeah. and come to us so graciously. Yeah. So um, yeah, so thankful for that. Yeah. So let's let's and begin. I, tr- to work I also trust all this is happening in community groups, accountability, oh, disciple yeah. relationships, the individual level, marriages, marriages, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my so. goodness. All right. So uh, yeah. how do we give? So uh, how do we give and receive criticism? Well, before we do that, yeah. one more step, and that's just to pray. Yeah. Just make sure before we offer that giving and even receiving, we should constantly be praying. You know, it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't you know, Lord? I'm thinking about this. You know, am I am I failure here? God, please correct me. Uh, I pray that a lot, Lord. I'm, I'm thinking about this. I need to talk about this, Lord. Am I right here? Please correct me. That's right. Um, and then that, that yeah. could be you take. A day, a week. That's it right. could be like you need to have a conversation in the next 10 minutes. Yep. And so you pray yep. as you go 
have that conversation. Yeah, it could be a, just a split second. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And then also just on back, on back of that, before you begin to give criticism to make sure and look what the Bible says about those things you're trying to criticize. That's kind of what we're going back to last time. But anyway, yeah. so now that we give it, we need to make sure we need to spend time in prayer. We need to spend time, uh, searching the scriptures. Uh, maybe thirdly, just adding one more there, just seek wise counsel from each other without gossiping. That's a critical yeah, yeah. thing to not lose sight of. That's right. Um, but uh, yeah. so we're spending time, we're getting counsel about this thing. We maybe, by the way, this is kind of a big thing, right? So, like, you don't need to necessarily get wise counsel, search the scriptures, and pray diligently if you want to talk about, like, hey, can we do benedictions at the end of the sermon? <laughs> but nevertheless, you get the idea. Yeah, I think I think the the more. How can I say this? The more important, maybe I don't, but everybody's yeah. criticism is going to be important. The more central to scripture you can place yeah. your criticism. All yeah. right. So if, if the more clearly, let me put it this way. The more clearly scripture speaks about something, probably the longer you need to pray, yeah. the longer you need to scour scripture yeah. and the more counsel you need. Yeah. Would, you, would, yeah. would you agree with that? Yeah. I think that's okay. true. Yeah. yeah. I think that's true. So. Just trying to prefer one another. So, you know, if, if, Bob, the music guys at Restoration Church, or maybe we've been using church. So maybe your husband or wife, you know, has been doing something X, Y, or Z, and it's something very important to them. And you know that if you bring it up, it's going to really, it's going to mess with them. And so that's something you need to be really careful and kind of work through those steps versus something that might be less important to that person you're talking to. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so there you go. So that's, we, we start there. And again, just on my quick note, when you're seeking counsel, Make sure you're you're looking for advice, not just an advocate for your position yes. uh, or gossiping yeah, yeah. Uh, and those types. Don't of you agree? That yeah. So and so, <laughs> yeah, right. don't do that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then no, yeah. So I'll stop there. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So we've we've talked about a lot here. We're finally getting to. I don't know how far we into the podcast. But we're finally into now what we said we were going to do at the beginning. But anyway, here we go. So how is it we give and receive, Joey? How would uh, how would you have a start there? Yeah. So I think instead of Instead of going and perhaps making propositional statements, X Y Z is true. Declaring, or, yeah. uh, and maybe you want to ask some questions mm-hmm. uh, before you before you go, because often we may not have the totality of what's happened or what I see because I'm just limited. So I think that'd be some ask some ask some humble questions before does it 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 might reinforce your criticism. That's right. It very well could. Yep. I'll read like okay that yep that's what I thought that's yep. what I thought but it could also correct what you're thinking even yeah. when they ask questions. Yeah. So what would be some maybe some questions that somebody might ask when they're you know hey you know whatever so whoever you're speaking to you can just ask them hey is I wanted to talk to you about X Y or Z before I do, is there anything else on that situation that I might it might be good for me to know? Yeah. You know, that would be so. Yeah. Just asking, is are some things maybe I, that's kind of a broad question. Yeah. Um, you know, or or hey, yeah. I've I've noticed something in in this person over here. I'm concerned about them. Has John talked to Bob? Or you know, in others, you're trying to ask questions as to whether or not other people are involved in it, not just assuming you're the only one that's seeing it. That's right. Um, this is a huge one. This yeah. is an absolute. Don't assume that you have all the information. Um, it's very likely that you have one piece of the information and other people have more. And so in order to be helpful, you just need to be like a good, a good FBI agent. You're trying to gather information in order to make the proper assessment. Right. And, I, and again, once again, if you ask, I mean, I would start with perhaps with the person or the thing that you're 
criticizing, asking them questions. Because, again, if I go start asking all these other people questions about yeah, whatever, conjure up. it could conjure up and, all and those kinds type of things. Yeah, yeah. Other, so just, again, ooh, just, why is so-and-so again, talking about yeah, that? Yeah. Just being, I think being humble and asking questions before making accusations yeah. would be a good place to, yeah. to start. So, yeah. don't so, run to Don't run to concluding things. Just be slow. Yeah, so questions. what's the danger there? What's the danger in uh, giving criticism without asking a question? Well, it's it's sort of like you know walking into a room and let's say I see my son with a knife over the head of his over his head. I might immediately assume my son is trying to kill my other son, but right then I need to, I need to so that's a quick assessment. That's everything that I'm seeing, but I there's a lot I didn't see right. So I need to slow down. You like Judah? What are you doing? Why did you do that? We're like, oh, we're acting out of seas. See the camera over there? Yeah. I'm not actually going to kill him. This, see, this is actually a fake knife. Oh, you know. So in other words, we the danger is 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 we assume too quickly that we know too much, uh, and that could then cause all kinds of problems because our assessments are not accurate in the way of. Uh, seeing the whole picture. That's right. And so uh, th- that's how we give it. But I think also asking questions is how we receive it. Yeah. So instead of if somebody that's comes good. to you with something and says, hey, I see this yeah. about you, you don't immediately accuse or defend. Yeah. Yeah. Can you help me? See- where have you seen this? Yeah. Define terms is what, a big what, one. What do you mean by that? Yeah, what do you mean uh, by that? Yeah. You know, yeah. how yeah. how would you have me yeah. think or live or behave otherwise? Yeah. You know, what would or, be a different way to what, do that. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a, and even receiving criticism by that's asking good. questions is a play to go. So yeah. we start by asking questions, both receiving and giving. What good. what what else can we do when we're doing when uh, we're giving and receiving criticism? Well, I think insofar as we are speaking to fellow Christians, we need to remember this is so important. This can be obvious, and you can move right past it. But you need to remember the things you have in common are more important than anything that you may disagree on. Amen. So just, you know, this is what Paul's doing time and again. Philippians 2, 12 to 18, chapter 4, 2 to 9, right through there. Paul, those are great guides where Paul is reminding them that the things they have in more, uh, have together are so much more important. They're weightier, they're heavier, and more beautiful than the things that you may disagree on. And so therefore, let those kinds of things orient your conversation and your preferment for one another and the way that you give counsel, the way that you receive it. We have something more together than we do apart. That's right. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier is this is one of the step again of evaluating. Is this a matter of sin mm-hmm. or is this a matter of preference? Yep. Uh, and the more that I, the more it's towards preference, the more I need to highlight my unity in Christ yeah. with this person that's more right. than anything yeah. else. Yeah. Whether that's a spouse, yeah. uh, you know, if, even if it's your children, they may not be in Christ, you don't know, but they're still an image bearer and God has given them to raise them in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, those types of things. So I yeah. think that's, yeah. um, really, really important. important. Yeah. And, yeah. And again, that's both on, Giving and receiving. That's right. So if if a, if a if another member of the church, another brother or sister comes to you and criticizes you, I think mm-hmm. one of the first things you should remember is I don't need to defend myself against them. Yeah. I need to remember they're a brother or sister in Christ. Yeah. There's yeah. a unity in the fellowship of the Spirit. Which kind of goes to the third thing we could say here is is to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm. You know, I think that's one of the biggest one of the biggest pastoral lessons. I know you and I talked about this a lot in the first oh, few absolutely. years of pastoral ministry. Is I would immediately assume you know. That people, you know, so and so wasn't at church. I can't. How dare he not come to church? Turns out he's helping some guy on the side of the road, you know, change his tire, and he was sharing the gospel. He didn't have a chance. <laughs> you know, I just give these brothers or these are your brothers or sisters in Christ. Give them the benefit of the doubt before you assume the worst about them. And uh, so that goes back to what we just said. Just remembering we have so much more together than we do apart. And so give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. uh, before that, which goes back to the other thing we mentioned. So therefore, ask more questions. That's right. Next yeah. thing. 
Uh, I think one, uh, another area when we're, we're giving and receiving is uh, specificity. And so I think we need to we need to be specific about what we're doing, not just make general, broad, sweeping statements, yeah, but good. try to be as as specific as we can because that's going to be most helpful. If my aim is to tear down and build up, yeah. I think that I need to, to be specific while still being kind, gracious, and general. I need to be specific yeah. about what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not just I noticed that you're mean. Yeah, that could be true. Yeah, but because yeah. I saw this interaction with this person, or I yeah, you yeah. use these words against me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I think that's giving. Yeah. Uh, criticisms is helpful, but then again, receiving in that same way. If someone criticizes you, ask for specificity so you yeah. understand and and can deal yeah. with it. So yeah, because yeah. that's going to help us bifurcate. We may just have a difference of opinion about how we see things, and so giving specific uh, specificity helps bring yeah. some more clarity there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's a few ways. What else, brother? What anything? Well, I think I think just remembering the posture of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, so so Jesus. Now, there are times in which he was very sharp in his criticism towards the Pharisees, and it was very much to to tear down. I don't know if there was much building up you know, in his mind at all. So he's ticked off oftentimes at the self-righteous Pharisees uh, that do not see sin in their own life, in their own hearts, and they just are self-righteous in and of themselves. But the thing about Jesus, though, so often we, we don't see those as often as we do him being so humble and gracious towards slow-witted, Slow to understand, slow to believe, disciples. I mean, and, I think about Peter, right? Peter confesses he's the Christ. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a good job, Peter. The next minute he's telling him, get behind me, Satan. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and then he goes on and keeps ministering with him. Well, and, and if you want one perfect example of this, I can't think of a better example of John 13, where Jesus is watch, washing the feet of the disciples. And if you're not, if you're paying careful attention, you'll notice one of the people that he washed their feet was Judas. That's right. So Judas had not yet left the room yet, and yet he knew in that moment that Judas was about to abandon him and sell him over. And so... And Jesus says at the end of, of washing those defeat, feet of the disciples that as I have done this to you, so do to one another. In other words, he's teaching there that we need to take this posture of humility, which goes back to Philippians 2, 3, and 4. We quote that a lot at Restoration Church. Think of others as better than ourselves. That is going to orient our ourselves so much when we're trying to be humble towards people and not be arrogant in our uh, right. criticisms. And I think that will help us approach the person, the situation, in a way that builds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and then that's how I give it. But then also on the receiving end, I can ask, how can this serve my sanctification? Mm-hmm. How can this build me up? I've not arrived. I yeah. know that yeah. I've not arrived. I've got I've still got pr- plenty of degrees of glory to get past. Yeah. Should the Lord tarry? Right. And so, how can yeah. this, even if it was offered poorly, even if it was yeah. mean, even if it whatever, they didn't give me the benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. It may yeah. be yeah. that there's some truth in it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, that I can still use to be sanctified and yeah. built up if I'm yeah. humble and gracious and still receive it, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, in yeah. those ways. I think for for me, it's just so helpful to to just start with the fact that I'm a complete disaster, yeah. you know, and yeah. then most anybody's assessment of me, insofar as I know them and they know me, you know, uh, I'm going to assume the best again, as I said before. And so since I start with the fact that I'm just a mess, and I know I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, and they're my brother and sister in Christ, uh, and they're saying something to me. I just want to assume that they're saying something that might be helpful. That's right. And so, so I, I think about the, so that I, helps you from not to not be quickly defensive. And yeah. the, the gospel is there's a there's an article, the crossing criticisms by Alfred yeah. Boyer, and he says, yeah. you know, Christian, no one has criticized you more than Christ. That's right. Like, well, wait so a minute. helpful. Well, yeah. he's Jesus said. 
criticized you so much that he's you're so bad that he had to yeah. die for you. Yes. But yet he loved you so much that he rose again to give you life. Amen. And so if I if I couch everybody else's criticism of me in that light, yeah. like it's it's a it's paled in comparison yeah. to what Christ said, and it yeah. only reminds me of the life, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, and that's where my true identity is. Yeah. I can rest in that pretty. I can absorb some pretty thick criticism, even that's, if they're even if they're true. That's right, and, and that that's kind of the perspective of receiving criticism. But I would say on the other side of that. Remember that if you're offering, if you're giving the criticism, just remember that it it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. It still hurts, like, even if it's true and it needs to be said. If you do it in a way, Jesus was was so humble and so kind in the way that he offered the criticism. Sometimes he was a little curt. You know, he, there's time. You know, how much? How long must I bear with you? You know, he'd say. <laughs> but just remember, when you're giving criticism, understand that what you're doing. Um, it should be done as a humble service to your brother or sister and recognize that it's just going to be difficult for them to probably receive it. Yeah. And so the more that you can couch that in love and encouragement, which would lead us to the next podcast, yeah. uh, the better it will be in your giving it, the better it will go for that person you're trying to properly criticize. Yeah. Yeah. So, brother, one more, one more thing we want to talk about when we're talking about uh, receiving and giving criticisms. Yeah, this one comes, I think, really on the receiving side of things is – is uh, and that is to hope in heaven, mm. you know, because the reality is, you know, the criticisms that I've received over the course of my life and the ones that I will receive, a lot of them, there's a good portion of them from the people that I know and love me and trust me are trying to help me. They're probably going to be right, and it's gonna, I'm not going to like it per se, and I can take comfort in the fact that, man, I'm always going to be a work in progress, but guess what? A day's going to come. When I will be complete, I will be glorified as Jesus. Right. Romans 8 t- promises glorified in the perfect right, tense. That's right. You know, and Done. so, yeah, I'll be a complete work there. And so this is one small snapshot of my eternity that I'm rightfully working through. But a day's going to come when I won't have any more criticisms uh, and I can settle, be rested in Christ. That's right. Yeah. And I, and I think even even on that that is how we see but I think also giving, recognizing mm-hmm. again that this world is broken and there's yeah. some things that aren't going to change. And that's, yeah. I don't have to complain about that. That's I don't have to right. criticize that. I don't have to yeah. it, it can cause me, yeah. Maybe there's yeah. a legitimate criticism I can offer, yeah. but instead of offering it, maybe it'll just remind me I need to hope in heaven. Yeah. Because yeah. even if that thing were fixed, something else is going to come that's along right. and something else, so it reminds me yeah. heaven is my home. This is not my home. Right. And yeah. so that yeah. will, I think, will both limit the amount of criticism we give, but it will also yeah. temper it when we give it, yeah. uh, putting it in a, in a biblical theological framework. Yeah, the, maybe a good way to illustrate all of this is to understand that you're dealing with uh, a glass menagerie. Right. What just, is a menagerie? Oh, like I think I got that from Trip, uh, Paul Trip. But like it's a it's a glass restoration. Yeah. I wish you could see his hands. He's trying <laughs> yeah, to form this thing, and I have no idea what he's doing. In front of my mind, but it, it's like a it's like a delicate vase or something like a vase. Vase. Yeah, you like a figurine of sorts that's in de- very delicate glass. You want to handle it very carefully and lovingly and tenderly. And if you take that approach with the purpose of trying to build up people, not just tear them down, then you're going to be a good servant of Christ. But if you're spending most of your time just trying to, like a bull in, a ch- in that glass menagerie china shop, just bam, just knocking things down, that's just not helpful. It's divisive, and it's more like the world. But if we're trying to handle things delicately for the purposes of holding up, the, holding up that beautiful glass menagerie so the light can reflect of it and it looks more beautiful than it already did, that's good. That's right. Yeah. So that's how we begin to to uh, give and receive 
Criticism, yeah. Yeah. like a menagerie. Glass menagerie. <laughs> I think it's menagerie. I think. I don't uh, know. Someone look that up and send Nathan an email, please. What was the other word we used early? Bifurcation. Bifurcation. That was the last right. one. Anyway. We're getting big in here, yeah, man. Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> but I think another point, we'll get, we'll get into this, but I think we, sh- we should also always look for opportunities to encourage. Not flatter. We'll get into that next time, but encourage even as we criticize. Yeah. And so we're going to think about that in the next couple of episodes, but how do we... Why should we encourage? How do we encourage? All those types of things. And I think even receiving encouragement sometimes is hard. Yeah. So maybe we'll talk about yes. that. So. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Restoration Church, hopefully we consider thinking about the power of our words and God would use them according to Ephesians 4.29, not to tear down, but build up so that people may receive grace mm. uh, as they hear. So. Amen. 